In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's 10 nanometer, ah, I can't get it right, 10 nanometer, <laughs> right? In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's 10 nanometer CPUs, not this year, and Intel starts collecting its own infinity stones. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 51. Because oh no. if you count zero, it's 51. It's 50. We lost oh, bread. Oh no, we lost bread. We lost oh, bread. Oh, what a way to start a show. Oh. Okay, well, well let me give him a call again. And now we're reflecting. There he is. Oh, there he is. Wow. Awkward. Welcome back, Brad. Uh, you know what? Let's just, just, just roll with it. Let's just keep going. That was intro. <laughs> intro. What's your intro? Well, it's live. See, yeah. this, we're keeping it real. <laughs> we are keeping <laughs> it real. We're keeping it real. That's what happened when you do things live. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 51, no, technically, 50. because we had an, well, a Full Nerd episode zero with Hayden Dingman. You're right. Uh, but we can call it 50 because people like made up artificial numbers, like a two <laughs> in the force. Right, Brad? Landing no, on the moon with fractions. No. <laughs> I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. Elena Yee. Hi, everybody. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, I'm ready to talk about all your burning questions yes. today. We are doing reader questions. Yeah, we are going to cram sorry. in as many reader questions as we can. Uh, you know, so if you got questions, ask them. Ask away. Think of this as like, uh, ask me anything or ask us anything. Uh, we may not answer it, but you go ahead and ask anyway, because, you know, that is kind of the problems of those AMAs, right? They don't really answer everything. I don't think they have time. Yeah, I know, but, you know. Plus, you would never answer things like, you know, like what Elvis versus the Beatles, right? You you wouldn't answer that. How would you? The best answer AMA that? was still Lil Jon's though, because he answered everything in all caps, just like he yells all the time. <laughs> but did he just answer okay. everything? Is yeah. No, he, they were they were all really earnest, heartfelt answers, but oh, in all caps. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, Dave Chappelle. It's hard to see like a lot of characters you don't understand unless you see it through a Dave Chappelle kind of glasses. They should like have Dave Chappelle glasses, uh -huh. so that's just how you understand the world. Every, like everybody it. vision through Dave Chappelle glasses. So I like it. It's true. But onto the nerd stuff, yeah, important thing. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Intel 10 nanometer CPU that's coming this year. Not really, actually, at all. Gotta wait. Womp, 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 womp. There are some amazing headlines for it, this, that <laughs> new story. Like what? Uh, I think I really like the registers, which is, did you guess 2019 for Intel's 10 nanometer chip ramp up? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then and then people are just being mean. And then there's an extreme tech where it's just very straightforward. It's like Intel delays broken 10 nanometer into 2019. Hires Jim Keller to fix it. <laughs> uh, did anyone eat any paper on the, or write any paper on this? I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think we covered yeah. 10 okay. nanometer. And then, you know, honestly, the way Intel has been executing on process change has not been impressive anyway. So I don't think anybody's going to go on that limb, you know, because... 10 nanometer was originally supposed to launch in like 2015, I believe, right? Originally, then got pushed back and then now pushed back again. It is kind of troubling, right? I mean, that's a scary thing. I, I know, of course, everybody wants to just pile on Intel because, you know, they, they've oh. been winning for a long time. But it's like, this is just what this does seem bad, right? Doesn't seem a little grim. I mean, meanwhile, everybody's on their seven nanometer, you know, process and they're talking, everybody's talking about moving to seven nanometer. How bad is it? This. Does it going to really affect Intel? Uh, they're so large, though. I mean, it would take quite a bit for them to completely biff it. 
Yeah. It makes it real interesting to see because Ryzen 2 next year is supposed to be on Global Foundry 7 nanometer. Next year is when Intel's saying we'll see these in mass volume. So I guess we'll know next year whether or not this is a big deal, right, at this point? Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, not not to, to derail this too much, but there was another headline I saw. Um, Extreme Extreme Tech, uh, Joel wrote it. Uh, Joel Hruska, I always mangle his last name, but he said something about how AMDs for, for graphics, they're saying, oh, we actually may uh, move that over to TSMC, I think, right, for their 7 nanometer. So... And he was saying how he had an argument that this isn't really a good sign either because they were going to go with Glowflow and the fact that they are saying, oh, we're actually going to do part of it at TSMC is not a good sign. It does mm-hmm. it does seem like the overall arching really bad news is like, oh, this is this is Moore's Law coming winding down here, right? We are Well, just we're getting... skirting right up against the edge of like what they can do with modern chips because this we're right there where they're talking about switching over to EUV technology, extreme ultraviolet, like next-gen kind of stuff. And this right. is like the last step before that for everybody yeah i kind of wonder i mean although i'm i know intel has you know because they've always been the process leader they've always said for a long time oh yeah we're gonna get past 10 we'll get to i think they probably i think the last sounded like they're near the last stop was like around seven nanometer maybe yeah so mm-hmm. but of course they can't get to 10 so it does make you question yeah, that was seven, before right? all this <laughs> it was before all this uh so, um, bo- bo- sorry uh, both uh matt and devinish on youtube say that uh intel needs uh amd to win big so they can save them we'll, we'll be talking <laughs> about that in the next section <laughs> uh and then uh, a good question from uh and and uh and migtastic uh enigmatastic something like that on on <laughs> twitch i'm sorry uh asks uh does intel have to be sequential or can they skip ahead to a smaller lithography uh i think in the past they have they've skipped uh, architectures a little bit but they have not skipped um lithography they, it's a continual and you know you got to remember they have been working on 10 nanometer across many fabs for a long time now so they're not going to say oh let's just Let's just throw away several hundred million dollars, if not several billion dollars of investment and just kind of <laughs> go to the next thing. It doesn't really work that way. I think they have to make it work. I mean, we really don't know. I, I think I Mark's, Mark Hawkman wrote the story. He said they're basically saying that the yields, they are building 10 nanometer parts. The right. yields are not, not great, not satisfactory. Mm-hmm. So. so I was actually, yeah, see- oh, sorry. Uh, I was kind of curious because I haven't read a lot of depth into this yet. I was really busy yesterday. Um, And I'm kind of wondering, given the scale of what Intel produces and how much of the market they hold, if the yield is more of a factor of how large they are, whereas AMD has a slight advantage where they're not as large, so they are probably not projecting to produce as much right now. Yeah. During during the, uh, the financial call where they were talking about all this, the CEO... He said he thinks it's because they kind of like uh, overshot. What is it? They said, uh, I forget, 2.7% scaling is what they did when they should have gone for like 2.4 for this lithography. Like they overshot it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they're doing like five or six pattern passes on the mm-hmm. CPUs, which is like each time you do one of those, it can add the chance of a defect. So like all of that put together is making like crazy bad yields, it sounds like. Uh Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but uh, to your AMD versus Intel, I mean, AMD also, it doesn't have fab anymore. Remember, they sold everything off to, uh, spun it off to Global Foundries, which they have no real control over anymore. <coughs> I, I think it's always been this interesting, there has been an argument as, as we've moved 
down the path from everybody owning their own fabs. At one point, AMD had their own fabs. Uh, a lot of the argument has been, well, it's better to be fabless because it, you're, you're spending a billion dollars to build these damn things. And if you don't get that money out of it, you're kind of sunk. Uh, NVIDIA has always been a fabless company. They just come up with designs. They work very closely with TSMC, but then TSMC makes it for them. They don't have to worry about the investment. But the advantage Intel has had and has argued that they have is we control the fabs. You know, we tell the workers to turn this knob, they turn that knob. And they, you know, that has been a huge advantage for them in the past. They, they, whenever anybody got close to them, they just run away by making, because they had better, you know, silicon. So I do think it has been an advantage before, you know, and I bring us back to CES. AMD was like, hey, look, this is all, everything is slowing down. Uh, in the past, where Intel will just jump ahead 20% because they have a new process, they can't do that anymore. Hmm. Like, they can't get the 10 nanometer that easily. You know, we're going to be at 12. You know, they're on, you know, they're 14, which Intel would argue is better. But they're not just going to run away from us just on fab anymore. So it, it's mm-hmm. interesting. And, and again, it's a, it's a huge cost. People who run fabs, like memory companies, it's insane. But I don't know if it's like this anymore. But it used to be with a memory company, if you didn't run the fab you would lose money. Like, cause people go like, well, why don't you stop making stuff? It's like, you would lose more money if you actually turn the fab off, which is crazy. So you're making, you're making memory chips just to lose money on them. <laughs> it's like, I think it's a terrible business if you think about it. I don't so, think that's the case currently. Yeah, not currently. Yeah, you know, there is a lawsuit, I guess, you know, alleging that there's a um, collusion between the companies. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But I mean, this memory companies really is it's a tough business and you really have to manage the fabs very carefully to make money um at the same time intel has which is crazy because i mean a lot of a, a lot of journalists and you know i'm not a heavy duty you know fab person but you always go like oh what, what the hell why would you want to why do this you know why you know why push it this hard and intel they came out the last time they're like look <laughs> people think we're crazy to try to push the edge you know, doing 10 nanometer, being so aggressive on this. But when we make the chip smaller, we don't charge you less for the CPU. We're now suddenly making way more CPUs on the same die. We're making, they basically have shown the math. We're like, oh, damn, you know, going to 14 nanometer, they made a, a ton of money over sticking with, say, an over a previous process. So they do, there is a lot of math behind it to show that it makes money if, if they could do it. But, huh. but this ain't, this ain't looking good, right? That's just not good. It's tricky at this point because remember it used to be TikTok, right? Every year they would have refinement and then they do the process switch. You know, they shrink it. But at this point, if you think about it, Skylake was the first 14 nanometer part, right? So Skylake is 14 nanometer, and then it was KB Lake, Coffee Lake, and as part of this announcement, they announced that there's going to be Whiskey Lake. I think later this year coming out. So oh, wait we're a up to 14 nanometer plus plus Whiskey plus, plus? I think you, you got <laughs> you sort of count Broadwell in there, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, so plus, Barely, add, the, add, add another plus. Yeah, so plus, 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 plus. <laughs> Just start going to exponentials. I <laughs> uh, got a question, a good question from Matt Man. Matt Man. Uh, not two T's, it's just one T. Interesting. Uh, has the fact that Intel went from ring to mesh affected some of this? I, I don't think so. I think this is mostly a, a, a process issue. Their ring mesh architecture is not, I don't think, at play here. Although I, I do think what's very interesting is is 
you know, clearly the EMIB that they're using in KB Lake G is going to be a really big part of their roadmap forward. They they pretty much telegraphed this about a year ago where they said, like, look, it, it doesn't make sense to scale every single thing on a CPU, to, you know, down to 10 nanometer. There's some things that simply work better, like I think power circuits are better if they're on, on a larger, you know, uh, process. So EMIB, they really were saying, look, we'll glue you know, together a 10 nanometer, you know, die, CPU dies, maybe the, the power could be at like 14 and then maybe it could be IP from somebody else that we just glue everything onto this EMIB sort of solves a lot of the problems because when you are 10 nanometer, everything does have to be 10 nanometer, especially the way they design their CPUs. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And they made, uh, during the announcements, they, uh, they said kind of that's their vision for the future going forward as well, that these things will be separate and different things updated like that. Yeah. And, you know, you could see like clearly that they like, Hey, let's, let's, let's glue another, uh, graphics core on there from somebody. <laughs> right. Why not? Yeah. What's interesting is that people do take the opportunity to jump on Intel about all this. Cause it has been a long time on 14 nanometer. But think about how the fact that it's still on 14 nanometer, and it has been for however many pluses we just added up, and it still has single, you know, higher single thread performance, great performance overall out of these new chips. I mean, that just shows how far ahead they were to begin with that many years ago. Yeah, and it is true because, I mean, they really scree they really squeeze a lot of performance out of it because it is, you know, you mm -hmm. sort of like, you, you already know it. You did it last time with Skylake. You did it with KB Lake. You go back and say, what can you fix to make this better? And they seem to do that every time. Yeah. Coffee Lake was significantly faster, I got to say, in mobile than what mm -hmm. we saw in KB Lake. Besides the fact that you're getting more cores, obviously, in KB Lake, but KB Lake R, they're just pushing the clocks a lot higher and using it doesn't really significantly increase the thermals or power consumption, mm -hmm. it seems like. So there is a plus to doing it on the same you know process. When uh, 10 nanometer chips do come out, I'm going to be very curious to see how the single-threaded performance and overall performance compares to 14 nanometer that's been able to be so refined for this long now. I'm curious to see whether or not it steps back or can pass it or equal or what. Uh, well, and to that point, uh, Gensitius 2 uh, on YouTube says, <laughs> says uh, wasn't, wasn't Intel saying that their 10, in, 10 nanometer process is somehow superior to everyone else's? Should that not mean that Intel's 10 nanometer equals AMD's 7 nanometer? Yeah. Well, they're I all mean, kind of marketing uh, at this point, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that just remains to be seen on how performance shakes out when we get both of them together. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, clearly it is, is, you know, yeah, it doesn't really mean much. Although it's really funny because it, it, it sort of goes, it harks back to the giga, the megahertz wars where like, oh, you know, 500 megahertz is better than 400 megahertz. Mm -hmm. But really the, this people needed to really consider like Pentium 4, Pentium 4, <laughs> 1.3 gigahertz was really the equivalent of a Pentium 3 or Athlon at like 800 megahertz. So... The consumers had been trained to think megahertz was better, so Pentium 4 actually looked better for hmm. the high clock speeds. Of course, to be fair to Intel, Pentium 4 was always designed to go to 10 gigahertz, but they never got there. So um, I think we sort of almost have to think of nanometer. I mean, consumers should not get sold on the nanometer yep. thing because it really doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't mean there's like, oh, this there's no unified standard for what the hell a nanometer, how you measure it, where you measure it on, on a, a CPU die is, so... 
Well, and to uh, uh, Siva's point on uh, YouTube, he says nowadays performance per cost is more important than the tech that's going into it. We, you know, which makes sense. It's like who cares? Uh, you know, as long as they're able to to deliver uh, on it. You know, I think at this point the naming is more of like a rule of thumb, so that you can kind of quickly gauge what you're going to get from it, mm-hmm. roughly, but not necessarily like pinpoint exactly what you can get. Yeah. I mean, uh, just newer. It lets you know it's the newest stuff, yep. right? Also, Niels uh, points uh, points out that uh, Bulldozer was at 5 gigahertz, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it was so much better. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think. that, that <laughs> Did anybody? Yeah. <clears throat> with the water cooler and with and with only like a handful of motherboards that not implode from running at 5 gigahertz. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it's really, yeah, it doesn't really, it really should mean within family. So, yeah, I, I think it is fair to think of that, though, right? Ten, Intel 10 nanometer. Uh, maybe the, maybe it's the media. We should we should be training people, like, don't get all caught up in that. But I did the same thing. I, I like, oh, I, I want the Snapdragon 835. I don't want the older one because it's a newer process. Mm-hmm. I, but I figured it's got to be better than the old one, right? So That's not always the case. It doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. mean that. I, I'm going to bring up a birth thing. Oh no! no I'm gonna, so here's a birth thing. Oh no! I don't so, think we're I don't think we're allowed to talk about childbirth. On no, this. no, it's fine because I'm going to do it in a, in a tasteful, classy way. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So, I mean, Disney is watching. That, now, anybody ha, has not Brad can understand this, but Elena and 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 Adam have never heard this. No, nope. but they will tell you at a certain point. Oh, yeah, it's uh, we're at whatever uh, two centimeters. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, when they mean two <sighs> centimeters, they don't really mean two centimeters. Because when you know, like when I think two centimeters, that's actually like a measurement, right? That's on a ruler. I can find it. Uh-huh. It's like a guess. It's like, it's about this wide. Well, that, that looks like <laughs> five centimeters. I don't know. It, but your fingers are bigger than that doctor's fingers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're getting some real talk on this podcast. No, no, Last hey, week, it was like, you're, you're going okay. to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> just, look, the doctors will say. for today. Uh, no, but I'm just everybody. saying. Well, don't. Oh, my goodness. Adam, <laughs> I've never seen you so flustered. Uh, no, I'm don't kidding. describe it uh, as. <laughs> Don't describe it as centimeters. The doctor says, like, but they tell you something to make you feel better. Oh, it's five centimeters. You know, the baby's probably going to be coming in a couple hours or something. Right? I think you're right where it's it's a ballpark (laughs) estimate, but better than saying, oh, it's a little dilated. It's kind of dilated. It's a medium. It's halfway dilated. This CPU's 10, 12, (laughs) maybe 11 nanometers. I don't don't know. We need to put this on the soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Adam, because, uh, Adam, give him a shot of your face because uh, it's amazing. Yeah. No, look, I, I'm saying this because yeah. the one doctor comes in and goes, oh, we're at, you know, we're at two centimeters now. And then like an hour later, the other doctor comes in. So yeah, coming. we're only at one centimeter. It's like, what well, doesn't go back. doesn't go because it's like, no, it's because I you're making. I hope it doesn't go back. Because you're making it up. Oh, my gosh. I hope it, it doesn't go back. made up. It's just not real. It's just not. Uh, again, the lesson is don't get all caught up in the whole. The lesson. Yeah. That is the whole numbers. It's all marketing. Uh, they don't know. It's definitely the lesson uh, to learn from Adam here. learned something new today. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. The, yep. the, what they're, they're making it up to make you feel better because it's like, oh my God, look at this. There's new 
dad, first baby, he's going <sighs> to freak out. Uh, I think it's also... Might be, it's definitely two, I two think it would centimeters. Be helpful if I was giving birth, I think it would be helpful for me to also have a sense lying. of progress as well. Just think about this. When you are giving birth and be like, you're lying. Challenge that doctor. Well, doctor, you mean like if I pull out a, a ruler? No, well, I, I'm making that I swear, I swear, Gordon, if you give me a ruler before I leave on maternity leave someday... I'm only saying this because everybody, when they tell you that, you'll be like, oh, you're full of it, doctor. Um, uh, I agree with him, though. Uh, fabrication processes are kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, 12, 10 nanometer. <laughs> but that doesn't sound the same as like brand new TSMC 7 nanometer Navi. It's like, but it's not as impressive as like brand new 7 or 8. Could be 9 nanometer. Some parts could be 12. I don't know. We don't know. Whatever. Look over here. It could be 7 over here. It's completely made up. Uh, uh, QA uh, QA library on YouTube is asking, uh, uh, in the Enterprise Incorporated area, could we see a 120-bit OS to make use of all the cords and threads? I'm just kidding. I'm just what? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. That's not even made up? No, he's, it, that he's was so a real question. But that was, uh, that's to... a real question. You know, the, for like Enterprise qu- customers? <laughs> It's always um, tough because you like for like, enterprise customers are like, oh yeah, you're running a data center for for Amazon or Google or Facebook. <laughs> no, no, I I got somebody in accounting, and they need they they told me they need a four <clears throat> you know CPU. It's like really no, they they don't need. Uh, they saw Threadripper on sale. They saw Threadripper on sale. They wanted it. What is there? No, I mean, it, no. 128 bit is bigger than 64 bit. So I mean, a doctor would say the same thing, right? You know, he's like, oh, the they've dilated to 128 bits. Yes. Would you yes. get it? The reference. If we're saying if we're saying, do you need more cores for standard client mm. in enterprise? No, hell no, right? Oh, I mean, no, no. He's, nice. saying, he's saying you you have all the cores. Why not catch up with the 128 bit OS? Oh, I because I mean, the, I'm not sure. Where would you? I mean, it's mostly for the for the most part. It really just benefits memory, right? Additional memory, memory <laughs> so address. This. My desktop machine has eight gigs of RAM in it. <laughs> so I mean, if I said, "Well, I need 16 or 32 gigs of RAM," they'd be like, mm, "No." No, it's I'd rather have money. a 256 bit operating system. Anyway. There we go. Boom. 256. Uh, well, you know what, Brad? <laughs> Some parts of Windows that are 64 bit aren't 64 bit. Some are 32 bit. True. Some are even 16 bit, I bet. Ugh. 16, 32, 64 bit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. See, this, whatever. Is, this is what happened when you tell Gordon that the 51st episode is the 50th episode. And that's not true. <laughs> it's the 50th episode. You should have heard him before we went live. Oh, Do you man. count the first? First zero is one. If so, this is a fifty-second. I don't know. Is this forty-nine? It's fifty-ish around there. See, he's not um, as impressive. We had that special episode with Roger Kadori too. Uh, I, like I, Brad, I think I did count that one as a number. So, Brad, why aren't you counting the time you guys dated? So, like the tenth anniversary, eleventh, ninth. You know, I just he knows except. See, you know what I, I did? don't want my teenager listening to this and asking any questions. Do I really? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, see, I got married on the anniversary that we first met, so so it works out. Aww. You know, all, all the scaling. I don't have to to think too hard. So that's nice. Uh, why don't we jump to the next uh, topic? Yeah, Brad, yeah, um, just so, I was going to do it too anyway. Yeah, Adam, to move you know, us away well, from, hey, you it's know, making time. Adam so uncomfortable. I'm worried about time, know. you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> got to keep uh, the trail, the train on the tracks. All right. So uh, the, the next topic yes. is, of course, 
my reference, cheap reference to Avengers Infinity War, Intel been collecting its own Infinity Stones, right? They started off with Roger yes, Dory. Are, are those like Dragon Balls? Those infinity Stones? Are those no, the same on. thing? No, it's, a, it's the things that you... <laughs> I don't you I, I'm going to do this without ruining spoilers for people who haven't seen Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Thanos has got this gauntlet. He's got this uh, thing. He's, as he gets the spoilers. stones. No, no, because they've been talking about this. For, if you haven't seen Avengers at this point, Thanos, I, everybody knows I've only knows seen about. the first one. Yeah, so then you know about it. So oh, okay. he's got this gauntlet. He needs the Infinity Stones for the gauntlet. He needs stones for he a gauntlet? He needs the stones. He gets all the stones. He's got the whole collection. He can go trade that in for something better, I guess. I don't know. But what I'm saying is okay. Intel, uh, big news. Last year, of course, Raj Kaduri, who was you know pretty much a rock star at AMD for graphics, went to Intel. People freaked out. Number two, <clears throat> what, a week ago, Jim Keller, who is, you know, a lot of people, like he has his own trading card, I think. He has his own trading <laughs> card, right? There's a Jim Keller trading card for CPUs out there, right? He's got that. He shows up at Intel. And the latest this week, of course, is probably not known to too many people outside the media, but Chris Hook, who's a longtime AMD or ATI, goes all the way back to ATI, basically, you know, managed the relationships with the press at AMD at ATI on the graphics side, also going to Intel, right? Yeah, he was at ATI for like 20 years, I think. 20 years. And his isn't he like employee number one or something in discrete graphics or something? I think I saw a post. Uh, he's the first full-time marketing employee is what uh, Jason at Forbes said. Right. So that's like in, Intel is, is is serious about something that they're building there. I Yikes. don't know what it is, but yeah. uh, it, just a few years ago, you know, all the everyone was excited. Like, yeah, Roger's coming back. Yeah, Jim <laughs> Keller's coming back. And now they came back and, you know, Ryzen did turn around and step up and everything. But now that trio that that not trio those two people that everyone was real excited about going back to amd <laughs> is now at intel uh, interesting times well uh i i don't know the gymnasty of this but uh vignesh on youtube saying apparently amd pushed roger kadori out is that have we heard anything about that i know that there was uh <clears throat> rumors of rumors. tension in the executive um you know Kyle, speculation speculation we don't you know no one's confirmed that uh, Kyle Bennett did write about tensions. Of course, I got to say those that story that Kyle wrote about tensions at the executive levels, that was like that was way before Roger left. Roger left like, I mean, it, it felt like it was about a year and a half before he even left. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's I don't know if it's necessarily true. I I don't know if you know he's not spoken to me or the public about why he left. But you know he probably would not say that he got pushed out. But you know Intel does have a lot of money and a lot of resources. So. And know. they're looking to ramp stuff up. Look, they're they're getting into discrete graphics. That's the first for them. I mean, that's big. Uh, and of. I think it's really interesting with the timing of all these 10 nanometer delays or whatnot that they do go out and they take uh, Jim Keller, who was working at Tesla, and they bring him in. At this point, I think it's real interesting. You know, the fruits of that labor is not going to be seen for at least a few years. But I wonder if he's working on the 7 nanometer stuff or is he working on the broken 10 nanometer stuff as Extreme Hex said. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you got to figure, you know, Intel is one of those companies that very much does, they do like the way they do things. So it's going to be, it feels like it'd be a big change for, for Keller from, from AMD. But I, I don't really, they haven't really confirmed what he's going to be doing over there, right? Um, I forget, but they did say he's going to be like working on system stuff. I forget. I forget the details. Right. Ignore me. 
<laughs> Although I never could understand what he was doing at Tesla anyway. I mean, what it's not like Tesla had any fabs where he can design a chip and then Tesla was going to go build it and then. Yeah, he was working on the autopilot them. stuff. Which oh. was mostly software, though, wasn't it? Or were they looking for their own ASICs for that? Well, I mean, if they had Jim Keller over there. <laughs> I know. That's going to be. <laughs> you would think so, right? But it seems like a lot of work to get, get that done. Mm-hmm. How, how bad do you think this is for AMD? I mean, you got, and I, I want to AMD point out CPU or graphics for both. You know, one thing I got to point out, Chris Hook, you know, as much as he's a marketing person, he was very much the person sort of behind a lot of the very, very aggressive AMD stances on graphics, right? Mm-hmm. The whole sort of, you know, AMD Red Rebellion and all that stuff. Uh, he, you, you could see his hands there. I think he was playing that guerrilla war at AMD. Do we think like this is going to be a big, big advantage for Intel going forward? That's what I'm interested in seeing if because Intel's typically pretty conservative on the you know PR advertising front. Like when Jim Keller was announced, they actually said, "Hey, he worked on AMD's Zen architecture by name in the release." And everyone's like, "Wow, they mentioned AMD out loud." Cuz that never happens. But Chris Hook is more of an in-your-face style PR guy, so I'm real curious to see how that transitions over to Intel. Yeah. I mean, oh Sorry to interrupt you. No, I was just going to say, uh, Bastel Wee, I'm, I, I don't know your name, on uh, uh, Twitch, it says uh, Intel's doing what all the European soccer clubs have been doing for years, collecting all the big names, even if you don't need them, only to prevent others from benefiting. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I would look at it a little more strategically in a different way, which is, I mean, we've talked before on the show about how Intel's been out of the uh, discrete graphics games for so long. I actually wonder if their strategy is to get somebody who's willing to kind of wade into the trenches and get it into people's faces so that they they Hmm. recognize that it's a real thing Hmm. and not just, you know, some kind of side project that'll get abandoned. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Intel's the butt of everyone's graphics jokes for for a long time, right? So I, I... Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that, I mean, is it really worth them hiring these people just to keep them out of it? I mean, they're not working for AMD anyway, so how does it, it doesn't really benefit AMD. I'm not so sure. I mean, it's, not a, it's not a bad strategic move. If you have lots of cash you're sitting on, it doesn't matter to you that you're burning <laughs> it, then yeah, you're basically keeping that resource out of, resource out of other people's hands. I guess. I'm used to most companies then going like, why do we hire you again? <laughs> oh, you keep me from... Working over there? Uh, what do you do? Nothing. You just hired me to keep me from being over there. Well, uh, according to Greg, officially, Intel says he will lead the company's silicon engineering, which encompasses system-on-a-chip uh, development and integration. Yeah, that's the interesting point. That's the, that's the so, term I was trying to remember earlier. That's the interesting point to me, that Intel is now talking about how in the future they're looking to glue everything together like we were talking about earlier. Infinity Fan. And so they hired Jim Keller, who was instrumental for Ryzen, which is... You know, gluing things together, a system on chip, basically. So, very interesting hire. Yeah. I so mean, all those uh, all those Elmer uh, fabs are going to spin up in Intel's name now? Glue is an actual technical term that the, they use. <laughs> so we use in the, the super glue, f- Elmer's glue. Infinity so. fabs. It's, it's, it's important to remember, too, that modern chips are processors graphics processors all of it are super complicated and even though people are focusing on raja kadori and jim keller and whatnot there is teams of thousands of people working on these things no yeah. one person creates any of this jim right. keller true. he may have helped a lot with Ryzen, but he did not make Ryzen. right true 
Uh, Clay Man on uh, YouTube has a wild question. Wild. Do you think GPU-only computers are the future? I see more and more uh, running faster on GPUs. For desktop client? For mm -hmm. what consumers do? I, no. No. <clears throat> Not really. I mean, <laughs> I've experienced uh, ARM-based computing so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could put that you could you could base you could put a snapdragon 845 <coughs> with a 10 1080 ti it's not gonna not gonna make the experience super duper great so oh wait mm -hmm. the camera's still on me yeah the camera's still on you <laughs> it can go to me if it wants or it can go back to you all right great you just give everybody a little vertigo <laughs> I, you know, so, okay, so they, they haven't said, I mean, do you guys think they're going to be working on what's coming out? Like, do we think there will be, Intel will be competitive in graphics in the next 12 months? 12 months seems like a very compressed timeline. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. no? Depends what they try to do. I mean, because like we were discussing last time, Intel has been making integrated graphics for years and years and years now. So they're not going into this completely, you know, building out of nothing. So I wouldn't I don't expect them to launch discrete graphics in the next 12 months. But I wouldn't be surprised if they launch maybe better integrated graphics in the next 12 months. Well, question, uh, you know, saying they do release uh, discrete graphics uh, just by name alone, do you think that's enough to push them into the number two spot above uh, AMD or? You mean um, by make the by just simply you, can you, you yeah you, can using you take... their, their the weight of the elephant in the room to say, hey, you know what? We make GPUs now. All of a sudden we're number two and AMD's number three. No, I, I don't think that that. That formula does not always work, and I will say going way back to the original Intel 740, uh, they basically bought, I can't remember their name, they bought a graphics company, they said, we're going to do graphics, and we're talking 1990s here, folks. <clears throat> Intel getting into discrete graphics when you had ATI, NVIDIA, uh, Rendition, and like five or six other graphics, 3DFX, all these other sort of small players kind of doing graphics, and it's like, whoa, this is Intel. They are going to wipe everybody out because they do nothing wrong. They get they do everything right all the time. Everybody's going to be destroyed. I seven forty came out and it got laughed out of the PC. It was just that bad. It was just like laughed out. It's just like no, no. And it was like because by the time they finally came out with I seven forty, everything else had advanced, and it just it's just this the race. Everybody, the graphics vendors were on. Intel graphics did not catch up and. And I'm not saying this is this is a parallel in technology. I'm saying the parallel is the branding really doesn't mean anything. You can't brand yourself out of suboptimal performance. I personally think I, you know, for the people who care, it doesn't matter. So well, it's not just performance, but it's also yield. We saw that with Pega, right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that that factor into it. They have to come out with a part that is super aggressive. Either at parity with whatever NVIDIA and AMD have at the time, or maybe the thing is like, hey, look, we're 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 seventy five or eighty or ninety percent of their performance at half the price. Bam. Then I don't it. think they've ever officially confirmed they're going to be making consumer discrete GPUs anyway. Did they? Have I, they? Thought, I think actually, you know, because a lot of people assume when they brought Raja over, it was really to head off NVIDIA in you know data center. Mm -hmm for compute but i think i saw a lot of stories saying that yeah he's actually they they are going to be doing a consumer graphics part 
Hmm. Yeah, I've seen those too. I'm just not sure if Intel ever actually said it. No, I don't think they have confirmed. So there's, but I mean, I. Yeah, it's just all rumor, speculation. It'd be nice though, wouldn't it? I mean, why not, right? I mean, it starts. I, I mean, we've seen that there's plenty of dual purpose here. You know, AMD and NVIDIA have a consumer part and they have a, a data center part. And it's essentially mm-hmm. the same thing for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, not exactly the same, but very similar. So why not leverage that on both sides? Yeah. And now imagine sense. like if you have your Intel inside box, right, that they're already pushing Intel inside Core i7, etc. If they say to Dell or Asus or HP or whatever, look, man, we'll give you a you know, 10% off our graphics card if you stick an Intel graphics card in there, too. Yeah. That's that's the kind of things I think will be interesting to go forward, too. What if they come out with an Intel partner program? <laughs> <laughs> they they only want you to say gaming is best with Intel graphics. <laughs> Everyone work. has to listen to the startup uh, chime. Dun, 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 dun. Five dollars. It's probably 50 cents. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I gotta say, I, I know it seems crazy, but I, and I don't expect a graphics card out of them like anytime too soon, but I, I just got this like weird vibe about it. Like, oh, you know, that whole Larrabee thing that we told you was awesome way back then. And then we, (laughs) we quietly pulled it off the table and put it in the closet. We've been working on that the whole time and we're going to, we're going to knock. It feels like we're going to see a product in 18 months. Less than 18 months. That's my feeling. Yeah, 12 months is a little close. I think 18 months makes a lot more sense. Agreed. I mean, Intel is really angling hard for as far as consumer PCs go. Gaming. Because right now, gaming is what's hot in consumer PCs. Esports, you know, they're looking to push. These Intel core chips are the best for gaming. You know, we can stream. We can do all this stuff. You know, they they Intel Extreme Masters. Intel is Extreme Masters. It's a big esports competition. And I think developing a discrete graphics card will fit right into that little niche that they've been carving out really hard over the past couple of years. I wonder what they'd brand it, though. We have to come up with a name right now for the Intel graphics card that comes out in 18 months. Um, <laughs> Iris is already well, used. Mm. We have Intel gra- we have Intel Core processors. And they have like... Intel graphics core graphics cards. <laughs> Gradia Force. Gradion? Gradion. <laughs> gotta be something, right? I mean, it's just. Uh, maybe uh, crust. You know, you've got the core and then of the earth, and then you got the crust. The mantle. <laughs> mantle, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was Intel already used mantle. too. What, mantle or crust? <laughs> A mantle. Mantle is already used. Man, yeah, that'd be interesting because huh? you have core, you have mantle. <laughs> I think crust is not a really good something. <laughs> Crustion 1000. Crustion. I don't want to buy the crust. That just sounds bad. <laughs> Canyonero. Canyon. It's just not. I Yeah, it's got to be. But, you know, I, I yeah, something that, you know, plays plays with the core thing. Right. I, I don't know. Well, we we, we got to come. Couple uh, good names uh, in the chat. Uh, Phoenix from Niels. Uh, oh, he thinks it's a good name. Uh, Spiky Pup says uh, Chroma FX. Um, Bodie uh, McBoatface. <laughs> yeah. Bodie McBoatface. Uh, Justin says G Core. G Core. Uh, Graphics Core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt says Ion. Gore. 
core. It's graphics and core. Core. Uh, over on Twitch, uh, Truth Seeker Donald says uh, Stratosphere. Uh, Night Nightbot says mediocre. Oh. <laughs> Someone's a hater. Oh. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, oh, oh, oh wait, how much? I'm a, okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you my money right Ruru now. Ruru two on uh, Twitch has a good one. In- inner core. You know, you've got your core, and then you've got your inner core. You know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes it real personal. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is, I, I then the real good news here with people coming up for branding is uh, Intel has the money to go out and obtain that brand. Oh, unobtainium. There we go. Unobtainium. <laughs> that could that could work. That could work. Unobtainium. Or uh, uh, Daniel says a uh, blue Dion. But they have their like like people like what was it what's the new AMD oh, God I got I I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off. AMD's new or Asus's new graphics brand for AMD? Aries. How do you spell that? A R E Z all capitalized. Right. And people are like, what the hell? Right? Why not just use Aries? But it's like because nobody owns A R E Z probably. Like there's they're basically putting in random names and numbers to come up with brands these days that nobody owns. You take a take a Greek god. No, actually let's take a Norse god and then change a couple letters. Maybe take out some vowels. you know they could call it Thor. Yeah, without an O, so just T-H-R. I like that. <laughs> Greek God, or no, you're right. Norse God would be good, but I'm not sure why there would be a tie to it, but they could just use that anyway. A Thor God would be good. <clears throat> Norse you, gods you know. are dark. <laughs> yeah, right? Are they? Yeah, the Norse mythology is way darker than Greek mythology. Greek mythology, everyone's drinking and sleeping with other people. Yeah. And getting up to like shenanigans. Well, it's cold. And then Norse gods are all about the apocalypse is coming. (laughs) Death is imminent. (laughs) Uh, The the real question here, though, uh, is that how how does this whole uh, poaching thing relate to uh, childbirth? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, no, Adam is not has not been uncomfortable enough for today. Just wait, Adam. You, I don't think you want to open that Pandora's box, no, I mean, yeah, buddy. No. I'm just waiting for Speaking when it's like Greek. when the doctor says that to you. Oh yeah, we're at five ten years now. You're lying, doctor. I know this. All right, I I promised I was going to save some time for reader questions. We, we got we got time. We got we have time. time. Okay, yes, we do. Like, uh, so I'm I'm switching it over and uh, just to let everyone know. Uh, chime in with your questions now. Let's let's get all these questions out on the table. You know, just just throw them out there and and we'll we'll answer them uh, in an or- orderly format. But first, we have a bunch of questions came in from uh, podcast readers, yeah, or listeners. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's tackle those. It's been a while. Okay, well, I've got them right here, so I'll start. Perfect. Uh, Katie B asks, she's looking to upgrade her gaming PC, but she's stuck between getting an 8700K or a Ryzen 7. Um, she'll have an SSD and a GTX 1060 that's coming over, and uh, she games and would like to get into game streaming as well. She's currently running a 2500K with 16 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM, the SSD, in the GTX 1060. She has a budget of about a thousand bucks. Do you think she should go for the eighty seven hundred K or a Ryzen seven system? Hmm. Well, that's kind of a toss up. It's a it's a wobbler. I think if you really do want to do like my pick there would naturally be the the Ryzen seven, you know, second gen because more cords are usually better for video editing and streaming. I think right. Gamers Nexus did a test and they, yep. they definitely was a better experience for people on the other end consuming it. 
Um, but I got to say, if you have a 2,600K, now that I'm going to really, 2,500K, I'm going to throw something crazy here. You could reuse the cooler from that 2,500K. I think it. <laughs> For the 8,700K? Did it? Well, did they change the cooler? She said she's looking to go to a liquid cooler, too. Oh, liquid cooler. Also, everything's brand new. So. Clean slate almost then. Yep. Yeah, that's tough. I don't think you can go wrong with I, my pick. Probably, I would. I would say probably the Ryzen second gen for the most part, because I think unless you can get a really great price in the eighty seven hundred K, that's that's my opinion. Brad, Elena, Adam. That was my take too. Immediately when I saw that, uh, first I was going to say eighty seven hundred K, just because. I mean, if you all you care is about gaming performance, then obviously that's still your pick. But as soon as uh, she mentioned wanting to do streaming, I figured mm-hmm. at that point the kind of gaming you're going to be streaming won't be necessarily need that extra bump in performance. You're going to want the extra core so that the overall experience is smooth and you know not a pain in the butt. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I would agree with the uh, the Ryzen from my end. Uh, but Ruru Two over on Twitch uh, has an idea: uh, save your money, get a refurbished Xeon six core workstation for three hundred fifty bucks as a dedicated streaming machine. Yeah, actually, that was the point I was going to bring up is most professional streamers, they have a second box for streaming. So, yeah, honestly, the best thing would be an 8700K to get the best frame rates and then a second box to do your streaming. But that'd be hard to do on a thousand. She's got budget, a, Yeah, though. she's got a thousand bucks to upgrade her. Game Especially if she wants to go with uh, liquid cooling yeah. or at least a CLC. Wait, yeah. what, what was she on? previous 2500k oh okay so she can't even repurpose that into a new machine and well the motherboard Um, motherboard the ram and cpu and cooler are going to go so it's just replacing those core parts because she's going to move the case power supply ssd optical drive (laughs) and the hard drive i imagine so i yeah i mean uh i mean maybe right you know maybe that's an option for me i would say she says she's wants to get into video game streaming my recommendation would depend on some soul searching and trying to figure out how deeply do you think you're really going to get into that because if you're mostly about gaming want to do that as like a side hobby every now and again the 8700k will give you the best performance flat out full stop but if you think you are going to get into video game streaming and think that's something you're going to want to continue in the future maybe invest more money in maybe then the 80 the uh ryzen seems like a better pick yeah you really can't go wrong with either. They're really great parts. Yeah. I've been hearing that 8700Ks come down in price, definitely. 350. 350. Oh, boy. Yeah. It did come Woo-hoo. down 359. Actually, no, wait, wait. I was looking this morning. It's uh, $347. Oh, yeah. So it's Wow. Three extra dollars you get to save. That's like, what, a couple d- items off the dollar menu at a McDonald's? Yeah. It's not, it's not really coming down <laughs> significantly yet, so... Also, uh, I saw this uh, letter, and I wanted to say shout out to the twenty five hundred K that it's like still steaming along. Yeah, right. Um, I actually have one still in one of my systems, and it was funny. I was talking oh, to yeah, Gordon yeah. about this. Mm. I just want to tell the story because I thought so it was rub hilarious. it in. Yes. So he tells me you need to retire that system. It's gone with Spectre meltdown. Those patches, you're it's toast. Let it go. Oh. And I said to him, "Oh, really?" Because what he didn't know is that at the time. For whatever, I know the reason why, but at the time I had chosen to go with an Intel motherboard and I'm thinking to myself of all the motherboard vendors out there, 
if they don't issue mm-hmm. some kind of patch for this, <laughs> that's going to be weird. So I go to the website, I check, and lo and behold, the previous week, so that was like Tuesday wow. we talked, and like on Thursday they had <laughs> issued the patch, and I messaged him, and I'm like, ah, uh, there you go, Gordon. I'm set. I can keep this machine going for as long as I want. It's insane, though, if you think about it. You know, because... People don't know this, but at what point Intel, new people will not know this, Intel made motherboards. They had a motherboard division. They made them. No one bought them, but they made them. And <laughs> basically, at one point, they said, okay, we give up. They they wiped out the entire motherboard team. All of them, you know, dispersed. Some of them went into other parts of Intel. Some of them are, you know, working somewhere else now. To think that Spectre Meltdown it was serious enough that they found somebody who wrote the BIOS update for the one particular motherboard that you have. And I asked, like, yeah. well, this is crazy. Maybe Intel's doing this for all its sandy, you know, bridge motherboards. I went and looked and I was like, no, no other motherboards that I could find there's been a BIOS update for. Yeah, I have like an H series motherboard. I don't think they did it for the Z series motherboard. Uh, I'm going to guess. I don't know how I got lucky, but Man, I did. Nice. Yeah, you know, I'm going to guess what happened is. You won the motherboard lottery. I it, it's did. the one motherboard. Board. Now you got to think of it like, hmm, whose butt do you have to kiss so much that you have to probably go out and hire the BIOS writer who was living retired on a, <laughs> on a ranch and fishing? It's like, how much can we pay you to write a new BIOS for this one motherboard, right? And he's like, well, I don't know, $2 million? Okay. Now think about it like, hmm, only for one motherboard, that kind of thing, hmm, why would anybody care? That must be... U.S. government, maybe. Maybe the, the <laughs> Pentagon says, you are going to give us a file huh. We can. Are you crazy? That huh. We stopped making those things like 10 years ago. Why are you still using it? You're the <laughs> Pentagon. Oh. All I got to say is everyone asked me what I was thinking, kind of made fun of me. What was it? Eight years ago? Seven years ago? Who's laughing now? No. <laughs> Winter motherboards had those badass skulls too, so <laughs> not this one, man. This is this did no, not get mine, the skull mine was pretty, treatment. Mine was pretty conservative. It was it, it might have been like I don't know. I, I no, there were no there were no skulls at all. Nothing No, there's there's nothing extreme about this motherboard ad whatsoever. It's boring as hell, but they did come out with a patch for it. Uh, I can't believe that. It's insane. John uh, John Komenar, Komenar, uh on YouTube says Intel is an Elena fan. They did it just for her. Aww. Uh, but uh, we got we have so many questions piling up. We, we need to get Sorry. to it. Go, go. Uh, I just I'm so. just super impressed with 2500K. <laughs> that wasn't even answering the questions. He was just oh wait wait my last answer though. Hey, how about this crazy idea? What Cy was saying, I realized you got this 2500K part. Maybe you got the same crappy motherboard Elena has. Get the BIOS update for it and then go out and buy that use the unbox as you're streaming there you go put a 1060 and a 2500k perfectly fine gaming box and you're streaming with the second box boom uh, correction that was uh ruru two ruru yes. two got anyway it. uh yeah next next uh next one brad all right so ulysses i'm not sure i hope hopefully i'm pronouncing your name right ulysses, ulysses without an s at the end says hello phone nerd crew i fly for work and i take my hp omen laptop with me to work and play games during flights the laptop has a 185 watt power brick but it doesn't charge when it's plugged into a plane outlet. He's tried to use other HP compatible power bricks with a lower watt draw, and those don't work either. So uh, sometimes he'll get a plugged in not charging notification with the lower watt power bricks. Uh, and the battery will usually charge when the laptop's actually turned off, just not when it's running. Is there a way for him to lower the power draw of the laptop so that plane outlets can charge the battery while it's being used? Hmm. Mm. 
I don't. I, that's a tough one. I mean, definitely yeah. you can you can crank down a bunch of the power settings on the machine itself. I doubt right. it's an HP, so it's probably nailed down. It's not like you can disable cores. But I mean, you're not going to be doing much once you do that. Yeah, so. I bet. I bet you can put it in power saving mode, which normally you know gets the CPU clocks back, and then manually uh, lower the clock speeds of the GPU. So sure. you'll lower the power draw. But what kind of? But at th- that point, I don't think you're really going to be gaming anymore. You're just going to be trying to finish that spreadsheet before you know your presentation. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you land. Uh. I just kind of wonder what the max um, amperage out of those plain jacks. It's not very high. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I think they designed those. 65 watts, probably. I think they designed those pretty much just for your basic uh, you know, tablets and smartphones. Does, and does reducing screen brightness make a difference to power draw? Yes. So you reduce reduce screen brightness. Um, low, you know, you can manually set the clocks back on the GPU and then and set it to power saving mode. And there are, there's a... Make sure you're in airplane mode, shut off all the radios, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, Vinish says uh, disable, hy- disable hyper-threading? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you'll... Yeah, you can probably do that in the HP BIOS. But it's not like a, you know, a desktop where you can go and turn things off easily, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's probably... God, that's... And then, of course, turn off all the LEDs, but that's that's minimal. That's not going to make any difference. Yep. I, I doubt you could get it. It really depends on the plane and how much they put out. I don't think you're going to get that to use less than 80 watts, especially on any GPU. So, oh, I guess you could, oh, God help you, you could actually play games on the integrated, integrated graphics. Integrated graphics. <laughs> you know if that. your laptop has integrated graphics, uh, you could disable, disables. you know, just say, hey, let's use the IGP. At that point, just buy a Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, but it's only that's what I did. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) I love that thing on turning off just good graphics. Probably would make quite a bit of a that might do it. And of course, it depends on the game, right? If you're playing an RTS game, or you know, you really don't. It's probably perfect. There's a lot of things that run fine on IGP. So, well, fine. Into the breach. I still love that game. But if you're sitting there playing Witcher Three on a plane, it's (laughs) (laughs) no, no. I, yeah, that's kind of like the engines would like. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I have Slow another down. question, question about question, question. Uh, graphics and laptops. Perfect. Joshua Chaco thirty three on Twitter asks: Is it possible to connect an external GPU like the one from Razer into a laptop that doesn't support USB C? Good question. Well, the external graphics is Thunderbolt three, so it's really only going to work with a Thunderbolt three equipped laptop. In Thunderbolt 3, that supports external graphics. Not all of them do. So, no, not really. Um, external graphics, other than Thunderbolt 3, is just uh, not going to really happen. Unless it's over yep. that kind of weird PCIe yeah. card that's non-existent. Yeah, we have a we have a weird, uh, a great article by Ian Paul, one of our contributors, who like figured out this weird, obscure PCIe card like Orange talking about Weta. Hook up a desktop <laughs> graphics card to his old ThinkPad, and apparently there's a thriving scene for these older laptops. Hmm. To, there, you can buy all kinds of parts for this. If you go how to hook up an external GPU to your laptop on PC World, you'll find it. But if you're talking about a modern laptop, uh, now you're gonna need USB-C yeah. to use an external graphics enclosure. Thunderbolt three, not USB-C. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, specifically yeah. Thunderbolt three for the graphics. You uh, can use it for external graph. You can use it for external 2D display. You know. But no, it's not gonna. It's not gonna cut it for graphics. USB C is so confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, crazy. Still not much better than what three years ago. 
Not an understanding. So, so also on Twitter, Drew Meisemer, I hope I'm saying your name right, Drew, asks, with Ryzen Plus being an okay refresh, is there any expectations of Vega getting a refresh and maybe some retooling? So I'll take that one. Uh, AMD did say it's going to have 7 nanometer Vega this year. They actually just recently said that they have it sampling in their labs, but in the form of Radeon Instinct, the enterprise or data center card. Um, when they announced 7 nanometer Vega at CES, they said basically it's only going to be this enterprise version. Don't expect a consumer refresh. So we're waiting for Navi next year, it sounds like. That'd be my expectation. So nope. <laughs> Put that in the same box with your 10 nanometer Intel CPU. DLDR. Open. Do nope. not open till 2019. The only question I have left here, not from the live chat, is does anybody still use Windows Windows Phone, Mark Wall Wonders? I think we actually do know somebody <laughs> in the office who uses one. But pretty much everybody else I know has abandoned ship. Even even the head of Windows there, Jonofior, <laughs> uses uh, Galaxy these days. I, really? I, I still Yeah, uh, they just said Skype's not getting updated for Windows Phone anymore oh, either. So. Oh. oh yeah, they pulled uh, a couple of the apps or something like that. Uh yeah, i I see a lot of phones on my Bart ride on the way in and yeah, I think within the past year I've only seen like one Windows phone. Really? Yeah. I, I do remember seeing one within the past year, but yeah. I'm going to break out my Windows CE phone. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. What sucks is I loved Windows phone, man. Like, that's my still my favorite interface of any of the major operating, mobile operating systems. I love that interface. But the lack of apps and just the way they kept killing, like, switching from Windows 7 to Windows 8 killed all the apps, and then moving to Windows 10 killed all the apps with the older phones. Ugh. It just got murdered. Why would you do that? It is sad, though, because in Windows that, I mean, remember, and they ran on minimal hardware, on just minimal hardware, yes. and it was just smooth as butter all of the time. Mm -hmm. So they did something right with that OS that you certainly you know, you could not do with Android. So iOS maybe, but it was even more efficient than iOS, it feels like. I just, I prefer using it to iOS, but yeah. alas, rip. Too bad. Uh, do do we have uh, the, the questions from emails? Uh, Those that were. was it. I, I oh, that was it. it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So we're good. Cool. Then uh, I've got a, a huge list uh, from the awesome. chat. Uh, let me go back in time. Uh, Samsonite Dove on YouTube uh, asks, with HBM3 set for launching in 2019, when will we see on-package HBM3 replace external DRAM? HBM3 is cheaper to produce than DDR5 and has 80 times the bandwidth of current DDR4-2400. Brad, you want to take that one? I would no. just be making stuff up. I can make stuff up, though. I'm pretty good at making stuff up. Yeah, make stuff up. Hell no! Who told you HBM3 no, is going to be yes. cheaper than GDDR5? <laughs> Where is that from? Have they been right in any of these HBM yield or prices so far? Because that stuff is like... Man, I I got some HBM3. I traded it for plutonium, okay? That's how valuable it's it is. It's in the trunk of his car. I, I, just, I have a hard time believing it's going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. Or on time. Yeah, or on time, the way this is like... Well, like, that could be like a good race. Until 10 nanometer on the left, HPM3 on the right. It's going to be like watching... 7 those, nanometer Navi in the middle. It's going to be like watching those actual, like, turtle go. and, like, rabbit races where people are, like, <laughs> pushing the bunny to, like, actually go. Well, you'd have all three of them. And they, they actually have these, uh, you know, high-speed cameras? 
but the opposite of a high-speed camera. It's called a time-lapse camera. It takes a picture every five days, and then <laughs> it will take one picture. Days. Wait, it hasn't moved yet. No, it hasn't. It's not Are you going to make a flip book out of that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, next question. Uh uh, Vin- Vignesh, Vignesh, uh, something like that on YouTube says, uh, do you guys think that Intel will adopt open standards for GPUs? If so, what do you guys think that will mean for Intel? By that, do you mean FreeSync? Because I'm not uh, sure if it he, ever he rolled Vulcan out, FreeSync, they said they were RCM, RCOM. Mm. So, Rock'em. I would expect them to support Vulkan and stuff just like every other GPU manufacturer does. <clears throat> think, think FreeSync? Yeah, they've already committed to supporting FreeSync, in fact. They said they would support FreeSync with IGP. I'm not sure if they actually have. <laughs> I, but they said they would. Brad, apparently, there was no point. But. <laughs> I'm sorry. that they, You know, it's going to be really sad when the Intel graphics division is, like, in, in our face. It's like, You've been making fun of for 10 years. You can't make those jokes anymore. It's like, oh. It'll be interesting if he's talking about enterprise software, though, because part of the reason NVIDIA is so good, aside from the fact that they make kick-ass CPUs for enterprise and data center, is that it's all around CUDA. So AMD has been pushing the open stuff. So if Intel does manage to get into enterprise data center and also lends its way to open stuff, then things will get really interesting. Hmm. But we're going to have to see where all this goes at this but point. CUDA is not very open, though. There's nothing. The only thing CUDA that's... Is not open. Right, well, that's yeah. the point. We're <laughs> basically saying that if you get enough people like swinging to one side, it might like have to force NVIDIA to rethink its strategy a little. Yeah. Maybe. Is, <laughs> is pretty much everything in, in data center that's, that's, that's GPU? Is it? I guess it must be compute if it's NVIDIA, right? Why wouldn't you... Why would you leave anything behind, Cuda. right? So... Yep. That's a tough one to unsee, un- you know, if you think about it. That's and we know how Nvidia is ready to embrace those open standards, so <laughs> so the question's going to be I think whether Intel introduces something new of its own like CUDA or if they go o- back to open standards like uh AMD has. So, hmm. but that's another question we're going to have to see in the future, man, who knows. Uh speaking of another question, uh wings can surget Wing, wings cancer get <clears throat> uh, uh it says uh uh buy a 1080 ti now or wait for volta right now i'm on a 7970 i don't even remember what a 7970 is is that amd or is it so old yeah, it's, it's in, okay i was thinking like it's a really old geforce part <laughs> <laughs> okay. prices are starting to come down in graphics cards uh GTX 1080 Ti, I mean, it'll power the heck out of anything. I mean, you can get 60 frames 4K out of it. You can just blow the hell out of 1440p and 1080p. Uh, It's still a little price inflated. Uh, Volta is coming out, hopefully, expected to maybe, later this summer, like July or August. So if you waited this long, it might be worthwhile to, with prices being inflated as they are today, Wait a little bit longer and see if you can snag one of those when they go up for pre-order because mm-hmm. NVIDIA usually does pre-order before this, the things actually launch. So, I don't know. I wouldn't bite the bullet unless you're really feeling it and needing it on a 1080 Ti today. I'd say wait. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> you stood in this line. It was a yeah. mile long. You're like one person away from getting in the front door, and you're going to change your mind. It's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to go eat somewhere else. It's like you've been waiting all this time. It's, right. it's, it's you, no. I, I would say like the only caveat to that is you know if the experience if the experience is just so bad right now or like to use your analogy where you have to go to the bathroom that bad you're just like (laughs) nope sorry like i'm gonna choose not to make a fool of myself in public and urinate on myself well i'm not sure where that comes from but okay. well i mean like save your card no i'm just saying if your card is, my analogy. I'm just saying if your card is starting to show like enough wear and tear or it's like dropping frames or it's just you know just not up to snuff or what you want to play and you're can't desperate. even run some games yeah exactly then maybe maybe it's time to consider just stopping that weight uh anthony has a good mm-hmm. point on youtube he says uh get a 1080 ti from evga register it uh, and you can trade it in before the three-month period oh, oh. Smart. Uh, you know get around that maybe uh, while we wait well uh, if it launches in the next three months yeah, that's true <laughs> that is a bit of a gamble still <laughs> Uh, Juan Sanchez uh, asked uh, to all of you, what is your opinion regarding the NVIDIA Shield and would it be worth it to make a new one? Which one? The, there is only one. Uh, I th- the TV, I assume? The TV one? Yeah, the, the old school, the first gen, old school controller one? Or are we talking about the tablet? Yeah, it's right. the console. Shield, I, I'm, I'm going to believe console. they're talking about the TV. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I currently am using. But I also do have a Shield tablet, but I never had the controller thing. I love the Shield stuff. I actually asked them about that at CES, and they were like, oh, yeah, if somebody wants to, to make it for us, we would gladly uh, you know, work with them. I think that's that's the problem is that they're like, yeah, we're not interested in, you know, in making the, well, the stuff well, anymore. Here's the thing. The Shield TV, the second-gen version was essentially the same performance as the first-gen version because it's already by far the most badass, powerful oh, yeah streaming console that you can get yep so they just updated it last year so we could be used like a echo or whatever so you get that kind of thing with the smart things integration yep. mm-hmm. you already a lot large focus with it is streaming them things in from geforce now or from your geforce card i don't think i don't think they're in any rush to necessarily make a new one but they seem to be fully behind it so i mean it was the the, the shield and that tegra technology is basically the guts of it is what wound up in the nintendo switch oh yeah so yeah i i, I don't i mean i think they would love to make another one i think there's just yeah they're you know they're like eh. there's no reason to yeah there's yeah. no reason to they're right like, now it's, it works it's still good yeah uh it stomps all over apple <laughs> god damn right uh, so, uh, Howard Fletcher says, uh, is the M.2 overheating thing a real issue or blown out of proportion? Um, it, yeah, M.2 performance will really drop if you overheat the controller. It's been a known issue for a long time. MSATA did the same thing. Honestly, that's better than what it was originally before they even, they actually sense temperature where instead of slowing down, it would just crash, right? And I, I had that happen in a very early generation nook. Uh, these days, it will actually drop if you overheat the card. So yeah, you definitely want airflow over your M.2. Does it really, do you really need to put all the fancy heat sinks and fans and stuff on there? You know, probably not, but honestly, you don't want to mount your M.2 under your 1080, your overclock 1080 <laughs> Ti with, you know, with, with liquid cooler. So you've got no air moving over or anything. Cause yeah, you, it's, it's, you have really, you have do stand a chance of slowing down performance if you overheat the controller. But for the most part, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, just try to use the M.2 slots away from the video card if you can. 
Okay, uh, let's keep going because we're we're a little bit over. Uh, Vinyesh says, uh, "Will Intel ever cooperate with other corporations regarding silicon fabrications?" They've already uh, they were already doing custom fab work for other companies. I wouldn't expect them to like make AMD's chips for it, but they mm-hmm. will make. If you pay them money, they will make you certain other parts. Okay. Uh, Spiky Pup uh, says, uh, "I have an i7 3820." And an X seventy nine motherboard that I'm going to use in a new case, uh, PCU, whatever PSU. Uh, but I have spent three hundred dollars in RAM. Should I just pass up and go to a twenty seven hundred X build instead, or is the thirty eight twenty still okay to wait till Zen two? God, what was that? That was a Ivor Bridge, Ivor Bridge, right? No, wait, was that forty six? So that was a Sandy Bridge. 3820. 3820 was a six core Sandy Bridge, I think, right? I can't remember. It's been such a long time. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. I, you know, I just tough because you're on DDR3. You've got all that memory. I would try to get as much. Of course, the other thing is Spectre Meltdown. Unless you're like Elena, <laughs> rubbing it in. Uh, I would think if you can live without the Spectre Meltdown thing, which is really, truly the sucky part of that, because we don't know if the security exploits your problem. I would look at like, hey, maybe you can find a UZ on that fits in that socket. A lot of the boards, you know, make sure you check the the the, Q, the list from your motherboard maker to make sure it supports it. But they did have higher core count Xeons and, you know, even Sandy Bridge Extremes that were out there. If you can find them probably for a song and a dance, if you want a little more computing power. So, but that would suck to throw that investment in RAM away. That's just a that's just a bummer. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's kind of a foregone thing at this point, given how, what people have to pay now. Anyway, you just you pony up or you wait. Yeah. And of course, it really does come down to what you do as well. I mean, I'm going to guess if you have that platform, you're doing 3D rendering, video editing, all that kind of content creation stuff. I would say, yeah, maybe think Threadripper. 16 core Threadripper <laughs> for that kind of work is a very nice upgrade. Very yeah. nice upgrade. So. And the prices have, are coming down. Yeah, it's insane. I so. think Micro Center has it for seven hundred, or had it for seven hundred this Jesus. week. Wow! Yeah, sixteen cores for seven hundred bucks. Yep. Uh, Nathan Lowry over on uh, uh, Twitch is asking uh, thoughts on AMD using Infinity Fabric on the GPU. It wouldn't have much better clock speeds than Nvidia, so what would be the benefit? Uh, well, their current GPUs are massive in relation to. GeForce GPUs, so they could make smaller ones and put them together and hopefully get more oomph that way, just like Ryzen. Yeah, and they are... In the army. And they're already using that in APUs, so, but I don't... Mm-hmm. It probably depends on what they want to do with it. They want to make mm-hmm. many small chips and tie them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Mittelholtz uh, says, do you see this surge by AMD as a long-term thing, or are they going to shine for a while, then burn out, and we're back to Intel domination? Hopefully it's a long-term thing, but I think in the computer hardware industry, it's always cyclical. Like everything. Intel's better sometimes. Before Intel's current domination, I mean, AMD kicked butt with uh, mm-hmm. back in the Athlon days. Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing in the graphics side. Sometimes AMD does more. Sometimes NVIDIA does more. Yeah. And I, I do think that AMD, if I were to bet, has a better chance this time than last time where, you know, they they dumped, you know, NetBurst for for you know core and really that was a big boost and then their their process improvements really kept them ahead of amd uh and of course 
AMD picking bulldozer was a wrong thing. So I, I think, I think passer, it's going to be pretty close for the next, it feels like half a decade, maybe, mm-hmm. unless Intel goes crazy, just plumb crazy with stuff. And, you know, there are a lot of things that could possibly happen where Intel could take a commanding lead again. They have a lot of different technologies they can leverage, uh, you know, Optane in a DIM, all kinds of crazy things. So who knows? I mean, we don't know where we'll be in five years, so it's hard to say. But AMD's prime for a pretty good run, I think. You know? Yeah, especially with, uh, like we were saying earlier, fabrication process improvements slowing down so much. You know, Intel talking about, like, it's considering shifting towards a system-on-a-chip kind of design, kind of like Ryzen's doing right now. Right. I think I think uh, all that kind of plays into, it might be a, ten- a close race for a while. Yeah, and then, I mean, if, even AMD, what's Intel going to do? Like, oh, we'll give you 16-core CPU for 600 bucks. Like, AMD's like, okay. <laughs> So (laughs) there's a lot of things where it's going to be pretty even for a while. It seems like, you know, they can't really run away on core count. They can't run away on on process. So it's it's other things that they're going to exploit. So who knows? Mm -hmm. The security and the IGP, who knows? So Intel is a powerful, smart company. So I would not be surprised, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, here's another one from, uh, YouTube, uh, that we can just answer pretty quick. Uh, Yamil is asking, when do you think we'll get new video cards either from an AMD or, in, or NVIDIA? End of summer is what the current rumor mill says. Well, that was easy. Hopefully. AMD? <laughs> AMD next year. I mean, they just did the rebrand of the Radeon 500X series, so... You're not going to slap an X on the back of your existing cards two months before you roll out something new. Could NVIDIA just say, oh, we're just going to wait. There's no point. We're still Well, the thing is, now that the prices are (coughs) kind of starting to drop down now that Bitcoin's not quite as hot as it was before, they're still inflated, but still dropping down. So it might be a good time to release a new uh, graphics for them. So Brad, you're going to eat that paper. He's going to say new (laughs) GeForce cards this summer. (laughs) <laughs> I have. I know I have some sort of predictions on paper already. Okay. Uh, Flash photo uh, over on Twitch has two questions, uh, two separate ones. Will uh, VRAM capacity increase very much for the rest uh, for the next round of GPUs? Uh, I wouldn't expect it to go too much further because I mean the top end ones have how much do they have these days eight to twelve eight to twelve yeah, on the 12. high end eleven ten or and, 11, and really 12, um, eight. unless you're i mean like if 4k starts to really take off i could see them adding more but there's no reason to go too much higher than that i think this generation so people like the bigger number brad <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if like nvidia's high-end parts maybe up that to 16 gigabytes one, because they're going to have the 4K 144 hertz G-Sync HDR displays coming out soon. So you'll need more memory, texture, space, and stuff for that. And two, because I expect uh, this generation of NVIDIA cards to cost more than the last one. And that's a thing they can point to and say, hey, you're getting four gigabytes more RAM or whatever. I'm cynical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the second part, uh, Brad, will we see more RAM capacity increases? Oh, sorry. Duh. Whoops. <laughs> that, I just read that one. Mm. Uh, that was one question. Uh, okay. Uh, Max Sapolo. When are the <laughs> A's, <laughs> When are the ASRock Phantom gaming cards coming out? Any news about that? They're just living up to their name. 
<laughs> Phantoms. <laughs> Phantoms. I I don't know. We'll see. I haven't I haven't heard anything about that from them. So they announced that they were coming. I haven't seen evidence of them in the real world yet. But these are GeForce or Radeon? Radeon. They're Radeon exclusive cards that were announced during <clears throat> the height of the mining craze. Uh Reports coming out of Digitimes in Taiwan say that uh, GPU manufacturers are expecting like up to 40% less demand now because ASICs are coming to mine Ethereum better. And, you know, it's just kind of cooling down cryptocurrency prices. So even though they were called phantom gaming parts, I wouldn't be surprised if they were really, you know, phantom mining cards and maybe the launch is getting pushed back a little bit now that things are getting soft there. Sweet. Uh, got a couple couple more, uh, and then we're done. Uh, Dan Rodriguez is asking, uh, is, Razor, is Razer going to have that tri uh, triple 12K screen laptop actually release and not just <laughs> no. prank? Anything that Razer ever shows at CES is never... They're always badass, and they're never real. No, I, I think that phone thing they showed out, that phone Razer, phone dock laptop thing. Uh, Project out. Linda. Project oh, Linda. yeah, yeah. That'll come out. Yeah, maybe. They haven't really talked about it. So I, I, don't I, I don't. I yeah. There was a proof of concept. I don't think it's. Yeah. And it got stolen. Know. So, you know, all the plans are gone. Yeah, they can't build it anymore. So they <laughs> stole it, right? Uh, Razer's real smart. They play CES real well because they have like oh, that yeah. crazy triple screen laptop this year. A couple years ago, they had that. Uh, I forget the name, but it was like a desktop that had modular parts yep, that yep. you just like yeah. slot in and stuff. They're real good at playing the. Check out this badass wild stuff at CES because CES is just full of vaporware anyway, and they're they're <laughs> masters of getting that spotlight. Well, although that's changed, I mean for for PC vendors, most of the it was to show off legitimate wares. Uh, it does seem like people go like, "Hey, Razer's figured out this thing where you just show off prototypes to sort of you know gauge the excitement, right? People are super excited. We should look at this." Um, I, I I am seeing a little more, you know, kind of like, you know, pie in the sky kind of stuff like that digital storm system, which was like that super miniature. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, giant. You know, I mean, like, it was a badass water cool system the size of like a box of Kleenex. So and I don't know if that's going to come out, but, you know, it was a great concept. So. Uh, all right. Uh, last. Uh, well, last question before the last one uh <laughs> sorry uh do you think amd will ever match ipcs on its processors compared to intel yeah well, i mean it's possibility right we don't know yeah can't make yeah. any predictions yeah. so. especially with everything going on right now that we covered in the first half of the show i mean we're at a really advanced and hard stage of fabrication technology yep. using the existing resources so who knows <laughs> Yeah, I would. It's possibility. It's also quite possible. No, but yes, possibility. Mm -hmm. and, you know, honestly, I, I this is the last time for Ryzen second gen. I, I did you know uh, two gigahertz or three. I did three gigahertz IPC. Okay. They weren't that far off. It was like maybe six percent behind because yeah. six percent behind um, Coffee Lake six hundred K eighty seven hundred K at three gigahertz with the Ryzen second gen at three gigahertz. So right. it was pretty close. Mm -hmm. So not that's bad. not bad. Yeah. All right, and the last question we have from multiple people. Uh, everyone is asking about the update for Elena's uh, RGB LED build. Are they really? When are we going to get <laughs> the results of that blinged out build? I am working Rumor on to that cure this Justice week. Arrow. I'm working on that this week. I was busy with some other projects. But yeah, pe people you know, are saying they can see it right mm -hmm. behind you. Uh, so, with all you its uh, messy cable yeah. non-glory. Yeah, there it is. I'm sure it will be completely tasteful. 
in uh, in very classy and it elegant will be in lighting. Far more so than the Wraith Prism Cooler. Yeah. Okay. That's. <laughs> I just. Sorry. It's just you're you know when you're. You're in a cowboy rhinestone suit with the, the big rings and the hat. And just, I'm just and the saying. Elvis glasses. There's a difference. Calling other things. Difference like, between Circus Circus and Bellagio. That's all I'm going to say. Big yeah, difference. Except I don't see the Bellagio with neon signs everywhere. So I just don't. They just have the water fountains and a little light show going Circus on Circus Circus is horrible. It's uh, not that bad. <laughs> it's all the same. At a certain point, you got that. All right, I better get out of here before we're going to get the hook. It's we're, lunchtime. We're going to get the hook. It's <laughs> lunchtime. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk and the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and also go and review us there. Every time you review somebody, the Full Nerd on iTunes, Intel hires a BIOS engineer to push out one more Spectre <laughs> Meltdown BIOS update. Not true at all, but let's hope. Also, listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. That's what the ones we just read, folks. So send them there. We'll answer them eventually. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Mong with Brad Charkas. Numbers are a mental construct. Nice. I'm lost there. Infinity now. fabric. <laughs> <laughs> and Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will turn us off. Uh, go out and uh, give some childbirth. <laughs> Five centimeters. <laughs>